Okay, here we are live, Allison Jernigan. So great for you to take the time to connect with us here on the ROI in You Career Success Tips live show. We used to say podcast. I had a podcast for a long time, but now we do everything live, which is really fun. And I'm so happy that you're able to share your insights with emerging professionals today. Based on what we've talked about so far, there's going to be a lot to talk about that applies to anyone, not just emerging professionals, because everything has changed so much in the world of business. And you have a great track record behind you as an executive and would just love to hear one thing that pops into your mind that you might not read about in a book or that the traditional way of networking and growing your career has totally been thrown out the window because it's a pleasure to be here so excited to participate and to be on your show the first thing that stands out is that it's going to take a little bit of effort now since everyone's working virtually There's this whole hybrid return to the office. You might FaceTime that you used to have with your peers or executives. So it's going to take a little bit of effort to put your voice out there and make sure that that you're heard and that you're contributing and they remember you. Yeah, that's a really good point. And one of the things that you mentioned was not hiding out on Zoom to make sure that if you're in a Zoom meeting that you are speaking up, that you're not sliding off into the nether regions of some screen somewhere that no one ever hears from you because that's really important to have a presence. It is. And I think it was already a challenge being in the office for rising talent, those who are starting out in their careers and trying to find their way and make sure that they're considered and known. But now it's even more of a challenge now that we're, we're on this sort of Brady Bunch layout of Zoom calls, and you might not always get that FaceTime like you would sitting in a conference room or walking into someone's office. The Hollywood Squares effect. So tell me a little bit about what you've been doing in the entertainment industry, and we'd love to hear a little bit more about your background. After spending about 21 years in corporate America with a leading entertainment brand on the cinema side of the business, I shifted over, still in entertainment, but to the streaming side. Streaming is has grown significantly. It's the way that viewers are consuming TV series and business content and movies, all sorts of, of entertainment. So I'm leading content strategy for a uh, streaming app. So this is one of the smart TV apps. It's free, unlike Netflix, and it's a great compliment that we have something for everyone. So I have the fun job, which it's hard to believe you can call it that, um, of working with content creators all over the world and delivering, digitally delivering their content, their shows to viewers through streaming. So it's really fun to find those shows and series and independent films that viewers might not get to see otherwise. That is fantastic. What a amazing job. That sounds awesome. You get to see like all the things that people are doing out there. We take content strategy that there is, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. And it truly is a strategy because it's tracking what our viewers are looking for, what they're searching for, what are they watching, following the other streaming apps and entertainment platforms and what is trending there. Monitoring that top 10 on net true crime and 
series, but then we want to make sure. So this is a smart TV audience. So it could be a household of five like us, Mm -hmm. or it could be a single person. So we want to make sure that there's, there's something there on our network for everyone in the home. It's a lean back audience. So they're not on the go on their phone or tablet. They're sitting in their living room and hopefully we're delivering content that they want to watch and they'll keep coming back. That is really interesting to hear the lean back audience. And I'm not sure that many people are familiar with that, that that's how you would refer to a movie experience, right? Not a portable experience. You're like actually sitting there and experiencing it potentially with a device in your hand, but that device is not your primary focus. Exactly. And surprisingly, about 80% of homes in the U.S. have at least one smart TV. And so we're reaching such a wide audience and such a wide range in, in demographic ages. They're looking for all sorts of genres of content. And we find that on smart TV, they're ready to sit and consume um, back-to-back 30-minute episodes of a full season or maybe one independent film at a time, but it's not the short form content that you find on um, Instagram or social media where they're on the go with their phone. They might be looking at it as they're watching. They're sitting back and they're ready to watch a season um, of a brand new series that's out. So it's fun to find those hidden gems of content that, that are looking for distribution and wanting to get in front of those viewers. When we're talking about navigating careers and the whole idea of a cliffhanger. I feel like COVID is just what's going to happen next. You just don't know. And one of the great things that you were bringing up was this whole concept of how to move your career forward when we're still remote. Because to a certain extent, it's just not going to go back exactly to the way that it was as much as many people would like to. So I'm just curious what tips that are in the context of being remote. It's important to remember that career growth does not always look like a step up. It might be uh, a lateral move. It might be volunteering and raising your hand for that extra project that sounds interesting, but is not within, say, your area of, of expertise, and that's okay. I firmly believe you can figure just about anything out with the help of YouTube and Google. Raising your hand and volunteering, that just shows initiative. At the same time, you don't want to say yes to everything. It's all in balance, but it definitely takes a little bit of effort to make yourself. You have to have a little bit of confidence and just put yourself out there in today's environment because who knows? I I don't think it's ever going back to the the full office um, environment that we had before. So finding that balance in this new norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. And do you have any tips for how to, we talked about standing out in a meeting, we talked about getting some projects to stretch your wings, but what might be some other ways when you're not able to maybe connect in such a close interpersonal way with a decision maker or a, a boss or supervisor? Any hidden gems right there? You have so many so far. LinkedIn, I firmly believe in LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great resource. Find someone that you can connect with. Find um, a mentor. Find someone you can connect with once a month. Maybe set a a recurring call. 
just to have a sounding board or um, just a guide, someone, and not necessarily at your company or in your industry, someone you're comfortable talking with. So many leaders today are willing to put a hand down and, and lift up rising talent and invest in them. So I think a 30-minute call once a month is definitely there. And I would say, too, just growing your network on LinkedIn. There's such value in that because I've seen too that it's so easy to just have your virtual um, new office environment. And then that's the extent of, especially for, for those who have started with companies since the pandemic hit and they've never walked foot into the office, never stepped foot into the office. So really, it's all about networking. I can't say that enough. I know um, that's my main message, but just even if it's growing your network by one or two, it's so valuable because they're a great sounding board for if you need help touching up your resume for that next job opportunity or you'd want a referral or need, need a recommendation. It's always good to grow that network. And I think traditionally, a few years ago, we would say networking is going to a networking event, but there are other ways to do that. And you mentioned LinkedIn. So LinkedIn groups, alumni networks, those can be really great tools. A lot of times a professor, they keep in touch with former students, former students keep in touch with them. That can be a great matchmaking tool also. Yeah, absolutely. I, I see that a lot where they're, especially they're willing to recommend or to help out someone who's within their alumni network. They're contributing. I'm a part of, so I went to UT Dallas and I'm a part of the alumni group there. And there's so many opportunities to connect with. And if I have a, an opportunity to post on their career board. So there's a lot of value in, in that network as well. And it takes very little effort. Comparatively, you don't have to even put on shoes, right? No. Right. <laughs> you don't have to drive to the, you know, the networking event and spend an hour and try to figure out who to connect with like it in some ways it's easier it's easier it just it still takes some effort to find what works for you so if that's a phone call or a zoom call or simply an email exchange i think could work it's a little less personal but finding what works for you and and who's a valuable connection to have yeah, I'm with you. I think LinkedIn is, for me, it's the best way because I can see who you are. I can see what we may have in common. Someone can introduce us or do a group message and connect us that way. There's just so many great opportunities. I don't know about your inbox, but my inbox is filled with people who are selling me a course or offering to guest post or manage my this or manage my that. I delete probably a couple hundred, at least a couple hundred emails a day. Some of them, I just need to see what other people are doing and what other people are saying as part of my agency life and figuring out, like, does this work? Does this not work? The thing that has been not working for me lately is the subject line that makes it seem like I forgot something. Like somehow you already have a relationship with me and somehow I dropped the ball by not looking at your prior email. That doesn't really do too much for me. But LinkedIn in particular, I try to be pretty diligent about keeping LinkedIn clean and getting back to people. I 
in the past couple of weeks have not done such a great job. It's a great opportunity to, for people to just understand who you are and what you might be. And I think that that's an awesome way to try to build out your network. What about um, internships? And you've mentioned that you had to run a, an internship program for quite a while. Just wondering what, if someone's looking for an internship, what might stand out? And also whether or not you think internships are appropriate for after you've graduated. I do. Okay, so to start with internships, I, I don't think you can find one too early. So high school, whether it's very light load, you can find companies where you can just shadow and get experience five hours a week. If you can juggle that with your class schedule, I don't think it's ever too early to start connecting with businesses because those are great resume builders. As far as what stands out, anyone that has shown that extra initiative, so they've gone above and beyond their core college career and they're volunteering or they're getting connected with different organizations in the school and they have not just the college coursework but that outside experience that contributes to what they can it makes them stand apart makes them stand out but I think and I'd say switch it up each semester in college, find a different internship, get as much experience as you can. So many companies have very um, minimal load. They're not looking for a, a huge commitment of time. But now I've, I feel like it didn't used to be the case, but I think internship programs have become very official and structured with companies. So if you can find something like that, it's great because whether you're doing it for the college credit and it's twofold or it's just for yourself, you can't go wrong because you're going to get some experience. You're going to learn something from it and it always looks good on a resume. Yeah, fantastic. I think that's a really great tip. I think that we're going to keep this a little bit short. So is there anything that you else that you'd like to mention? I would just say be just be creative. Think outside of the box. How can you grow your network? Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I always you know, love to give tips or I even notice job opportunities will come my way across my feed from people I'm connected with or friends or mm -hmm. um, former coworkers. And I, it helps to have that short list in my mind of, oh yeah, I remember this person reached out and they were looking for something or so-and-so is looking. To me, I feel like that's how a lot of jobs are being filled these days. I'm personally looking for something and called a former colleague, a, a friend, and said, hey, I have this opportunity. If you can think of anyone, just let me know. Yeah, just I would say stay connected and set yourself apart. Do something that, that makes you stand out and be noticed, and it doesn't have to be anything like loud and too, too out of the box. But I think just making sure that you're considered when opportunities arise. I love it. I love it. That is so great. Thank you so much, Allison. I really appreciate all those great tips. And uh, I think there's a lot, tons of value right there. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. I'd love to come back sometime. Excellent. Yes, we'll have to do a part two. Thanks. Sounds great. Thank you.